Hello. Good afternoon. Welcome to another session of Bible study with Mac and Cheesepodcast.com. I am Mac and Cheese is the Word of God. Let us pray. God, we thank you so much for this session. Thank you for assisting us with all the activities to uh, present this Bible study to you and to your people. Father, we need you, and we need your presence in the midst of us. Thank you for giving us the knowledge of how to connect uh, with your people. We bless you, and please be with us as we do our Bible study on this afternoon. We're very grateful for every one of our listeners, and we ask special blessings upon their life. And God, we ask you to do it even now. Thank you so much. Last time we talked to you, we were in chapter 19, which I consider one of the uh, most important, well, not the most important, but an important chapter in the Bible. And the reason why I say that is because Everybody's concerned when is Christ returning? Well, here in chapter 19 of Revelation, Christ returns. And we learn all about how it's going to be done. And it gives us comfort knowing that Christ loves us so much and that his word is true, that he is truly faithful. Um. In Revelations 19 and 11, uh, we see it's when Christ, when the heavens open up. And I'm just going to read that one scripture to you right now. And it says, I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true and in righteousness he does judge and make war. Now some people are going to be really happy. When Christ returns. And there's going to be others. Not so happy. Matter of fact. They're going to be moaning. And snatching the teeth. Because they don't want this incident. To happen. And. Uh, matter of fact. The people. Uh, people have gathered together to stop Christ's return. Sometimes I have to chuckle about that. I just can't imagine armies gathering together to stop Christ's return. And they'll be, uh, they said when he returns, he's not going to be humble and meek like he was before. He won't be coming as a baby, but he'll be coming as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Uh, chapter 
12 reads, his eyes were as flames of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but himself. Verse 13 reads, And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. This is somewhat of a, a review of what we talked about last time, but I thought it was important before we went to chapter 20. And that when it talks about his vesture, he was dressed in white, but he was splattered with blood. And I often wonder why was he splattered with blood? Because he has done many battles. He has fought our battles all these years. Ever since he left and uh, to go home to be with the father, people have been wondering, when was he coming back? There's one incident in the Bible where the people just shut down and, and went and locked themselves in and waited because they misunderstood when he said he was coming back. And so there's even been, uh, there's a place in Jerusalem where he said he was going to put his foot down. And there are many times that it talks about this in the Bible, but they're all are not in chapter 19. They're throughout the Bible. And uh, as I said, his clothes was uh, splattered with blood. And that's because he has fought many battles and he has gained. He has fought many battles and every one of them has been a victory. How many times has he come into your life and fought a battle for you? If we really read the Bible, we find out none of these battles are ours anyway. We can give them to Christ. We're going to find out even here in our lesson today how strong and mighty he really is. Verse 15 says, And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron and he treaded the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. He had a two-edged sword in his mouth. And uh, this sword was so mighty that it would cut between the soul and the Mara. And so... We know that when Christ comes back, he's going to be fit for a battle that they weren't expecting. Verse 16 reads, And he had on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Now these kings in our time are I, I I won't say he's coming back in our time. I don't know when he's coming back. But I know that it's soon. 
All we have to do is look around us. Uh, I'm 80 in my 80s. And times have changed. So since I was a small child, that it's hard to even recognize where we are now. Places were peaceful. And now they're just total chaos. The other day, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And the people were celebrating at a parade. And some people just come up out of nowhere and just right in the midst of all the people celebrating, they come, um, start shooting. And there was over a million people at this gathering. And can you imagine a million people running afraid? Children, women, men running for their lives. This is the kind of stuff that the devil creates. And it's it pays us to always keep ourselves prayed up and in God so that he can protect us, so that he can uh, provide for us, minister to us. There were people that, uh, there was one lady that even lost her life. And sometimes it's just hard to understand how these things happen. But thank God Kansas City has come together to try to help her family out. And people from everywhere are pitching in to try to bring their family some comfort. Let's read... Um, Another verse here. Let's read. Uh, nineteen and nineteen, and it says, "And I saw the beast and the king of of the earth, and their enemies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army." Now that just floors me. Did they really think that they could overpower Jesus, these armies? It's just unbelievable that these people have been convinced that they can fight Christ. Their arms are much too short to box with Christ. But the Antichrist have pumped these people up so much that they think they can go out and win a battle with Jesus and his army. These people gathered, were gathered, <laughs> actually, in a place called Armageddon that's over in Israel and they had actually come to fight a battle with Jesus. It's a valley over there and I've seen it on TV. I haven't had the privilege yet of traveling to Israel, but uh, it's a place and it's a place that's supposed to be a final battle. 
And these people come to do battle with Jesus. And this beast, the Antichrist, has fucked these people up to believe that they can actually fight a war with Jesus. And some of them had come from the north. Uh, and um, This uh, ever since the beginning of time, the armies of God and the armies of the devil have been in mortal combat. The flesh and the spirit. This is what they think that they can overpower the spirit. Never. Not the flesh. And they've been in battle ever since uh, uh, back in uh, Abraham's times when it, when uh, Ishmael and Isaac was at battle at war with each other, the flesh against the spirit. Revelation 19 and 20 reads, and the beast was taken. Jesus' army overpowered them and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him which he deceived them that had received the mark of a beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. And you wonder what happened to the Antichrist, the beast? He was thrown into a lake of fire. These two, they were the very first ones to be thrown into the lake of fire. I'll read that again. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophets that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast. And that was that 666. Everybody that was left on earth that had that mark uh, on their forehead or in their hand, he had deceived people. And them that worshiped uh, the Antichrist image, these both were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. And then there is the world's army without their leader. <laughs> the beast was taken, the false prophet, in an instant. The world's armies are without their leader. The beast is Antichrist, the false prophet, is his religious cohort and cast alive the bodies of the beast and the false prophet will be transformed and they will be banished directly to the lake of fire. Directly. You don't, they don't have no court. They just thrown into the lake of fire. The first of countless millions 
of ungenerated men and fallen angels to arrive in this dreadful place, which is the lake of fire, that these two will appear there a thousand years. Now, whatever body they transformed into, it's, it's uh, not consumed. It's just they're going to be burning a thousand years. And actually, it's going to be forever. But for the first thousand years, they're the first that's there in the lake of fire by themselves. So, but before the battle can even begin, it's over. All these armies with millions of people coming to overtake Jesus, the battle is over in a uh, before it even starts. Not only that, but those who demonically empowered leaders, Antichrist and the false prophets, are dealt a terrible blow. Those two are thrown alive into the lake of fire. I'd hate to be following somebody and see them thrown into the lake of fire because I know what would happen to the rest of us. The false prophet and the beast were used of Satan to perform his evil deeds as the two most evil, vile, and blasphemous people who have ever lived, it is, a, it is fitting that they should be the first two to arrive in that awful place, the lake of fire, and they will be there by themselves for a thousand years until the devil joins them at the end of the millennium. Then at the second resurrection, the second death, they will be joined by all unbelievers for all eternity. And I'm trying to, to get you to give your life to Christ so you won't be joining them in the lake of fire. We can give our lives to Christ now and, I, and our future future. And our eternity will be with Christ forever. Hell has always exited, but this is hell's final form. Unlike Hades, which was a temporary holding place, this is the final permanent place for incarceration and punishment. Did you hear that? This is the final victory over the beast and the false prophets. This shows here that the king of kings throws them into the lake of fire. This brimstone is sulfur. This is the final victory over the earthly manifestation of Satan's power. And all, all Jesus did was utter one word. And all these armies and the Antichrist, and they were just overpowered. They came to do battle, 
But Jesus was so powerful with this sword coming out of his mouth and the word of God, just one word or whatever. I don't know what that word was, but it destroyed them. It just, uh, and, and it, uh, I mean, they were gone forever <laughs> off the earth. And this, uh, the Antichrist and the false prophets was the first ones to go into the lake of fire. And the remnants were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, and we know that to be Jesus, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. All the fowls from everywhere were invited to come to this supper. And the fowls ate their bodies, not the Antichrist and the um and the false prophet. They were thrown into the lake of fire. But these other people that came to thought they was gonna stop Christ. That's how powerful his word is. And it's the same words uh come out of the same mouth when he created the the heavens and the earth, when the earth was created. He just said that there be. We don't know how powerful this word is. I don't think we have the capacity to believe it like that. But we have a powerful thing in our mouth when we have speak the word of God. It's the truth and it's uh and he's faithful. We have no idea what we really have. And the remnants were slain with the sword of him that set upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth. And then all the fowls of the air were filled with their flesh. Just a word spoken from the rider, which is Christ, who sat upon the white horse. That's the same one who spoke the heavens and earth into existence at the very beginning. The one who spake to a fig tree and it withered away. Who spoke to the howling winds and heaving waves and the storm clouds vanished, and the waves were still. Who spoke to a legion of demons in a man, and instantly they fled. Now, by his word, the beast is stricken where he stands. The false prophet, winding from the pit, is still. Then they're hurled into everlasting flames then another word and all of the panic-stricken army staggered and fall down dead no battle just the word spoken and the fowls ate up their flesh it tell me that the fowls just gorged themselves 
and it was so much blood that it said it came all the way up to the horse's bridle. And said the rest of the un unredeemed people throughout the world will be judged at the at the sheep and goat judgment, which takes place at this time. This is not just defeat, but it is physical death for those who follow the beast, the Antichrist, and the false prophet. The word of God defeats them. They actually die in the battle of Armageddon by the word of Christ. I'm going to cut off here. And when we come back, we'll be in chapter 20. But that this is just to let you know how the final battle at Armageddon played out. Christ came with his army from heaven. The clouds opened up and he came. And but the army, Christ's army didn't come to do battle. They just came to support him. Because once Christ opened his mouth with that two-edged sword, the battle was over. I hope you um gotten some insight on the final battle of Armageddon today. And we're looking forward to being with you again. Just want to encourage you to give your life to Christ now while you have the opportunity. He'll make a way for you. He'll take care of you. He blesses me each and every day. I thank him every day for his grace and his mercy that is extended to me. We'll be back to talk with you again in two weeks. And during that time, we're asking you to pray for us. Um, Mac and Cheese podcast can be found on any place where you receive your podcast. I put, I put it on Facebook under my name. And, uh, I put it on Twitter and LinkedIn and Buzzsprout, who is the person that creates my podcast for me. They put it on all those stations, all those places where you can get your podcast. Thank you for listening. God bless you. I'll be praying for you. Please pray for me.